Hello, everyone, and welcome to Digging here Digging Com. And I have to say, it is a lot of people out here, a lot of great outfits. This is a show that you definitely want to come to. There's wrestling outside. It's going on till 6 p.m., I believe. They have panels with Mustafa Musa, who's an artist for DC and Marvel, and a bunch of other comic books. They have other comic book companies here. I mean, it's just a great place. Now, we're here with our co-host, Amy, and our special guest today is Jamie Beebe, who's a casting director, and she also does a podcast called True Crime Serial Stalker, which we'll get into that, because I've listened to a couple of them, and I have to say, oh my. Yeah, it's intense, huh? Yes, it is. So let's talk a little bit about the casting director. If any of these cosplayers out here wanted to get into acting, would they go through you? Would they go through a manager to get to you? How would that work? No, you know, the first thing you want to do is, I mean, make sure that that's what you want to do because it's not an easy job. Um, but yeah, you know, find find a management company, find an, an agency, find somebody that wants to sign you, and then uh, they kind of put you in touch with me, and that's how I put you in touch with the producers. And you know, that's the way. Do you do a lot for commercials, for TV shows, big screens? Which is your? Um, you know, I do a lot of TV and film. <laughs> Um, a lot of indie films like under five million, um, commercials, music videos. I've also done a lot of reality shows uh, like Big Brother and um, Love Island and Dating Naked, Looking Afraid. I was going to say, some of those shows I wouldn't even bother, but yeah, I guess reality TV, you would have to go through a casting director for that. Yeah. Yeah, I mostly do. Um, I mostly do scripted now, so just film and TV with actors, not necessarily reality anymore. But um, but that's where I started was in reality. Oh, I bet that was fun. Yeah, and, you know, it was a crash course in uh, in learning how to cast. For sure. <laughs> I bet you've actually had some pretty funny experiences with the casting. Can you tell us anything about those? Oh gosh. Um. Yeah. You know, one there was one show that I did um, a reality show. And in order to be on the show, you have to go through psychological testing um, to make sure that it's okay for you to like be on an island alone with 10 other people and like no one's gonna die. And I, I cast the entire show once and, and no one passed the mental evaluation testing. So I had to recast the show in like a week. Oh, wow. And speaking of that- crazy people for reality shows. And so I just, it was a little too crazy, I think. And speaking of, Amy just got a picture of Doc Ock for all y'all Spider-Man fans out there. But another thing, let's get a little bit into the podcast because that is some serious stuff right there. I listened to a few of them, and it was intense. It actually made me look around my house and make sure, okay, what's up here? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it's funny because so many people – have a stalker. It's actually a crime that um, is really relevant and prevalent in, in so many people's lives. You don't realize, you don't know how many people actually have a stalker until you go out and, and start looking for people with a stalker. Um, it's just not something a lot of people talk about. And so through the podcast, we're trying to bring awareness and, you know, just 
hopefully change some of the laws so that people can get um, you know better treatment when when they are um, being stalked. You know, a lot of times they go to the police and the police just don't do anything about it or they don't like oh just delete your social media you know it's fine it doesn't matter that kind of thing and and that really isn't a way to fix stalking well one of the things i definitely wanted to ask is you have people that actually come on your show and talk about it how do you get a hold of them do you have to go to the police department do they come to you and i guess at first maybe you had to go to the police department i mean yeah, you know, what? how we did at first, how we got our first um, guests were, we looked for advocates and stalking. A lot of times when people are stalked and, you know, they either get away from their stalker or they don't, um, they really become advocates, you know, for, they help the police, they help other people being stalked because it's something where it's like you don't really know where who to turn to if you're being stalked. You can't really call 911 and say, you know, someone left a coffee mug on my front doorstep because they'll be like, okay. But, you know, maybe that coffee mug is from your stalker and you know that because they wrote their name on it. I mean, there's, it's a whole thing. So it's really hard to get help. And so a lot of those people turn into advocates to be able to help other people in the situation. And so those were our first guests. And then, you know, when the podcast became more popular, people started writing in and, and telling us their stories. So that's how we get most of our guests now, people that are writing in because they're listening, they're looking for help, and they're finding our podcast, which is great. See, and I, I love that, that, you know, that's how your podcast is because I know that there's a series on, on Netflix. I think it's called You. I'm not 100% sure on that. That, you know, it has the stalking element creepy element and stuff to it. And I think that it's like a problem of a woman being stalked and realizing the signs that you're being stalked. And so the fact that there's, you know, something out there to help them and they feel that connection, I think is wonderful. So kudos to you. I think it's amazing. Yeah, I mean, and a lot of times people don't realize that that's what's going on, that they're being stalked. Like they know that something's wrong and, you know, they have a bad feeling and, and they realize that someone is, you know, following them and doing these things to them, but they don't know what word to put with it because so many people don't talk enough about stalking to really make it a thing. Yeah, so I like that you're, uh, it sounds almost like you're, you know, educating, but you're also kind of helping people vocalize the concerns that they have and help relief. Because like you said, I mean, it's one of those things when you can report it, but it's not taken seriously until it's kind of gone too far. No. Yeah, you know, there's been police officers that have told people when he touches you or, you know, when you're attacked, call us. They're like, we can't really do anything until then. And you know, luckily that's changing a lot. Um, now, you know, police officers are better trained and they, they see the signs and they understand it better. But, you know, there was a time when, you know, a lot a lot of people have been killed from their stalkers. You know, stalking are being hunted by another human being. It's, it's pretty terrifying. Yeah, it's definitely, you know, especially if it's not even something that happens just if, like, you know, you live alone or whatever, you know, it happens to people that live, you know, like in high school or in college, if you live in a roommate or if you're married, I mean, it happens all over. It's not just people that this happens to. And so I think that it's great that you're kind of that platform and an advocate for it. Therefore, not one. So I think that that's amazing. Yeah, and I've learned a lot, too. I mean, you know, we talked to people who've been stalked by their parents, their sibling, their friend, their, a stranger, 
an ex's new love, you know, their ex, their husband, like it, it's anything, any combination, anyone you meet. It could be somebody that you, you're in line at the bank and something triggers them and they start talking to you and you have no idea. I mean, are there any different signs that people should look for for this? I mean, Sometimes, like with relationship stalking, so you know any red flags in the relationship, you should run the other way. Obviously, um, you know. But if you're being stalked by a stranger, no, there's there's nothing to look for. There's there's nothing to prevent it. There's nothing to look for. I mean, there are preventative measures. You know, don't don't tag where you're at when you go out. You know, don't don't put it on Instagram. That kind of thing. Um, but you know, there's no way to to really prevent stalking because you haven't done anything to be stalked for. You know, it just happens. Um, you know, and not not there's never any victim blaming, but of course there's red flags in relationships that you would want to look for. You know, in any relationship, it doesn't have to turn into stalking. It can turn into domestic violence, sexual violence. I mean, there's you know, relationships are are crazy things. <laughs> Like I said, I mean, I've listened to a couple of shows and some of them are intense. I mean, it's like, yeah. whoa. It's like, I guess you're kind of also helping those people break free of their past going forward. How would you explain that? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's crazy being a host on a podcast like that. You know, it's it can be very triggering, you know, for, for me, I've never been stopped, but you know, I've been in, in domestic abuse situations, you know, bad relationships and things like that. And a lot of our sufferers, you know, are from relationship stalking. Um, it can be very triggering. It's, it's exhausting. It's hard to listen to other people's trauma because, you know, you, it's very emotional. Like it, so, you know, after, after an interview, I'm exhausted, like, and I, I feel good for what we're doing and for them, but it's, like, so crappy that that's even happening in this world, but, I mean, of course, and it is, it's happening all over the place, so, so, yeah, it's, it's hard, you know, and it's, you know, we feel so much for our guests, and, and we, you know, our guests are everything to us, so, to give them a platform makes us so great. Well, I know, being the type of show that I am, I feel like this is, Kind of exciting to get to meet new people, it's a convention, it's all sorts of stuff. And your wind down period is basically just relaxed. But after listening to a show like that, how do you actually wind down? I mean, you got to have something to wind down. Yeah, um, you know, I I have a, a beautiful house that I spend all my time in, uh, especially now during COVID. Um, and you know, I just I meditate, I relax. I exercise, you know, the basic things, um, you know, that most people, <laughs> I think, do to try and relax. Um, you know, I think therapy is, is amazing. I think everybody should be in therapy if, you know, I think it's one of the best things ever, whether that's therapy, like, through an actual therapist or through the internet or through a friend or, you know, however, whatever your trauma may be. Um, you know, I, I definitely believe in therapy and, and medica meditation and uh, exercise. I think that's the best way to, to get any negative negativity out of life. Well, one of the things you just mentioned is the pandemic and all that. How has that affected your podcast and casting, being a casting director? That's got to have some sort of effect with you. Yeah, well, you know, the film industry shut down uh, for quite a while. 
uh, it, it is up and running now, which is great. I'm, I'm super busy casting a ton of things. You know, we, we found a way to kind of work around COVID, which is awesome. Everyone's being really careful and safe on set. Um, you know, for the people that are being stalked, COVID was pretty horrific because you're a sitting duck. You're sitting in your house. You can't go anywhere and your stalker knows where you are. So it's not even a hunt anymore. They just come right to you, you know? So it's a, it's a great, it was a really crazy thing for a lot of people to have to deal with that um, through the pandemic. And also being stalked with such an isolating experience, you know, you, you feel so alone. You don't realize how, how many people are actually going through that. And so that being so isolating and then COVID in itself, isolating so many people was really hard and really traumatic for a lot of people. I can imagine. I think Amy was gonna. Yeah, well, I was. Yeah, I was gonna say something. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, I never. You know, the whole pandemic thing happened, but that never even crossed my mind because you know, nobody even talks about stalking and how you know it is out there, it's very prevalent that it's out there. And yeah. so it's something that I didn't, it never occurred to me. But yeah. now it's kind of like you know, I wish that that was a topic of conversation because we don't truly understand the whole thing. Because I kind of feel like, in a sense, that there's some movies not that glorify it, but that's kind of like the ultimate horrifying creepy thing. That happened, pandemic was just so hard on on a lot of people that were being stopped because it there was no way for them to escape or, or get away or i mean there's nowhere to go and you're, and you're already so isolated with the pandemic so it's, it was kind of tough but um you know we launched last january so we've kind of just been going through the pandemic which is you know good for me on a personal level because i wasn't doing any casting for a long time um so we were able to really grow our podcast and get to know our um you know, our guests and everything, you know, and the other side of the pandemic too, is just like domestic violence rose so high through that. Cause you're, you're stuck with your abuser. You're stuck with your abuser day in and day out. And it's a stressful situation as it is. And you're isolated. Uh, so it's very similar. You know, there's a lot of domestic abuse that goes along with stalking for like relationship stalking. So it's a, it's a pretty intense situation for, for a lot of people. And you know, you don't realize it, especially because everyone is suddenly isolated, and so it's just a, a whole different situation. Well, one of the things I'd be curious about is I know different states have different laws with maybe trespassing being able to get the police out there for trespassing instead of like stalking. Is that one way to help that situation? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the best thing that you can do is document every little tiny thing. You know, you even if it's you don't, you're not even sure if it's your stalker. Just document everything. That way, when you when you do have the ability to call the cops, and you know, you can show them. You can physically show them. Like at, on Tuesday at 10 a.m., my car tires were slashed. Were slashed. On Wednesday at 4 p.m., I got 36 hang-up calls in a row. Like that kind of thing. Um, so it's really important just to document everything number one and yeah a lot of times when you do go to the police you know first thing you do is try and get a restraining order which 
in some states is a lot easier and in some states it's a lot harder. And that's if you know who your stalker is. If your stalker is a stranger stalker and you don't know who they are, it's a, how are you going to get a restraining order on somebody who don't know who it is? So there's a lot, you know, it's, it's really hard to put a stalker in jail. But like you said, yeah, like you can get a little trespassing charge, which is, which is really only a fine. So that's not anything. But once you add everything up, and you keep adding it up and you know they, they get arrested 16 times for trespassing and then you know, the restraining order so now it's more than trespassing they're breaking the restraining order so it has to keep going and adding up yeah, amy i think you're on mute again wasn't sure if you were saying something or no, I mean, I, I think I have a question, though. So I know that you have to kind of document everything. <laughs> but for that whole sense of it, that there, you know, I almost feel like I'm restraining her because I don't feel like if you have a contract, so it's almost to me not even worth it. I would just keep my confidence, you know. I would make a big ruckus about it. Like I would make it a Broadway musical. You know, like that's just my personality. But I mean yeah. in order that they have to document it so much because it's almost like for you know the fighting situation for domestic abuse, it's almost like those should be easier to get help. Yeah. Yeah, well and with domestic abuse, you know who your soccer is. You can show like I have a bruise here, I have this. Um you know, with your soccer it's it's different and I can't I don't know if I caught all of your your question. Um but another thing is about restraining orders. It's really good actually to get a restraining order. Um it's super important because as soon as you have it, it it's a piece of paper, it means absolutely nothing to your stalker. Your your stalker and it could enrage your stalker to the point where they want to murder you. I mean that's the whole real thing. Um but that also means that the first time your stalker does something near you, you call the cops right away. Every single time you call the cops. Because once you have a restraining order, the cops have to come and they have to listen. And it's more intense that way. And every time you break the restraining order, it's a bigger sentence. It's a bigger fine. It's a bigger whatever. So it doesn't mean anything in that respect. But if they don't murder you, it does. Okay, that's a shitty way of saying things, but it's kind of true. If they don't murder you, then there's a chance that they can just end up in jail. Yeah, definitely. Uh, one of the other questions, I guess, would be, it's like, I know some TV shows, like, they show a lot of the stuff in the shows, podcasts. Is there any certain things that you would say, try to stay away from, it's a remote shit, and other ones that say, hey, you might want to watch this because... You can definitely learn from Yeah, um, like as far as TV shows and stuff, um, you know, it's funny. Some shows and movies, they, they glorify stalking. You know, like John Cusack sitting outside your house singing to you. That's actually stalking, but it's John Cusack in the movie, and so it's romantic, right? Um, but if it's unwanted attention, that's stalking. Like, that's a very basic stalking thing. He came outside your house and you told him not to, so he should be chill. Like, that's what it is. But it's John Cusack, and it's a movie, and it's romantic, and, you know, they're going to end up together in the end because he's very handsome. Um, or, I'm sitting here saying, oh, my God, that movie came out in the 90s. <laughs> it did. It did. I know. It's just a good movie, though. Um, but like the the show you that you mentioned before, um, you know, even that it doesn't 
it doesn't give the an exact light on stalking. It still kind of glorifies it. I mean, he's very handsome. He's very, you know, he's a cute guy. Everybody wants, but he's kind of a murderer and a stalker. But like, we're gonna look over that. It's just so cute, you know, that kind of thing. And it's how they write it. Um, so, you know, I think you is an interesting one. I know a lot of people that are stalked and they've been, you know, very triggered by that show because it is very similar to real life in a lot of ways, but it's also not because it's TV. So there are like, you know, obviously getting away with murder over and over isn't necessarily real life. Um, usually you get caught. Um, but the stalking part of it is, is kind of similar. It really is. But then on the same side of that, it also shows people who have who would have that tendency to stalk somebody how to do it it's a guide it's a guidebook it's a step-by-step -step guide oh so now i can just follow them here if i wear a hat they're not going to notice me it was just kind of dumb but in the same way it's like you know mass shootings like i think that when when we glorify it in the media we put it all over the media people that are already likely to do that they're like well shit because it's my turn you know i think it's stalking is very similar to that because it is a mental illness I, i've definitely seen this like even things like ncis and csi it's like they show like the bad guys doing their stuff and it's in there it's like why are they giving that information away why do they do yeah so I, I mean, people, yeah, and people are going to find that information anyway. I just think when you watch it, like in the TV, in, in a form like that, and that TV show, people who are already predispositioned for that are going to see it differently. Like, I can watch it. I've never been stalked. You know, I'm not, I'm not triggered by it. Like, I, I know it's a TV show. I know it's not real. But, you know, other people, if there's some mental illness involved, especially they're going to say, oh, well, but you end up with the girl in the end, and I really like this girl, so this is how I'm going to do it. You know, people, it, it's hard. It's hard. You know, everyone's brain works a little bit differently, and that's kind of how it gets messed up. I can definitely see how that can work. Now, another thing I'd like to ask is because I know, like, people that you have are, are actually people who have been stalked and all that. Do you adjust the voices for them, hide faces? Yeah. Do they care about that? Yeah, a lot of people come on anonymously. Uh, I mean, obviously, we, we've talked to them a lot and in another situation. We've seen, you know, the police reports. We've seen everything. Um, but there's a lot of times when they don't want their faces shown um, and they don't want their names used because it, that could be a death sentence for them. It really could. If, if their stalker, who's stalking them already, so they're going to find out, right? So then they listen to this episode where they're not going to hear the fear and, and everything from their victim. They're going to hear oh my gosh, they do love me. They're talking about me for an hour on, you know, for the whole world to hear all about me. They, they want to be with me. They do love me. So, you know, in that type of stalking, like, that can mean death for, for one of our guests. So we're extremely, extremely careful on the identities of our guests. And then we do have some guests where, you know, Kathleen Gallagher, her victim, I mean, her stalker kidnapped her, you know, tried to stab her, tried to kill her. And she speaks out against him. Like, all the time, you know, she's very, very vocal about him um, and tells everybody. Or Lenora Claire, she she's working with the police in LA now because her stalker wouldn't give up on her, you know, and, and, he, and he's out there, he is actively hunting her and she is helping other people and talking about it nonstop because the thing is, is when you are quiet about being stalked, it gives your stalker the advantage 
to hurt you, to come and get you, because nobody knows to, that they should be watching out for you. You know, so in some cases, it is better to speak out and and to tell everybody because, hey, you know, like if if somebody kills me, it's this guy. <laughs> so sometimes, I mean, yeah, it can backfire, but I guess you're saying it's like stand up to the bully sometimes. If you yeah. know that it will work, stand up to it. Face yeah, and it's not always the case. Yeah, it's, it's not always the case. Every case is so different. You know, like Lenora Claire, her case is extremely high profile. Her stalker is also Ivana, Ivanka Trump's stalker. He's Gwyneth Paltrow's stalker. And he is actively stalking all these people. And they put him in jail and they let him out. And they put him in jail and they let him out. And at one point, he will he will kill somebody that he's stalking. That That's what's going to happen unless they put him in jail and get him the help that he needs, which they're not going to. Um, unfortunately, our laws just aren't there that we are getting, we don't get people help. We just put them in jail and then let them out and expect it to be fine. And, and it, it isn't, it never is. Um, whereas, you know, like he needs obvious mental health and he's just not getting it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, every, every situation is different, but, you know, safety comes first. And in some instances, high profile things, it is fine you know to to open up and talk about it in some cases the stalker is now dead so you know you can totally talk about it but in some cases you have to remain completely you know secretive about it in that respect like on the show because it could push them to hurt you i, I can definitely see that like i said yeah sometimes it's good to do sometimes it's not so good to do so yeah. you really want to be careful on stuff like that yeah each case is different now have you been able to get on the show and maybe have the police watch your show and get somebody arrested for stalking you know we had um we did a, an episode a little while ago and the stalker was actually on the fbi most wanted list um, and so, you know, we were able to put his name out there, his photo. So, um, I know that they actually haven't caught him yet, but hopefully, you know, if we keep trying, hopefully we will catch him soon. Somebody will see something and say something. Well, like I said, that's, that's something that definitely, your show something to do, I guess, would say be proud of by getting the word out and showing all that can happen and that is going to happen. That's something that I think I would be proud of. I mean, yeah. I enjoy my show. I know you enjoy yours, too. Oh, <laughs> uh, for going back to the casting director, is there anything coming up that you might be able to tell us about? Sure. Um, I actually had a TV series that just came out um, called The it's on Amazon Prime, and it's like with Bella Thorne, Jaden McHale, Mark Wynn Jr., Andy Bierzak, um, Ryan Hurst. Uh, it's got an amazing, amazing cast. I'm super proud of it. It's kind of a, a, the dark side of the music industry and um, all the beautiful people in, in LA, that kind of thing. But it's, it's on Amazon Prime currently, and it's amazing. I, I've watched it a couple times. My friends have all seen it. It's really good. Well, that's definitely something that we're probably going to check out. I know I do a lot of binge watching that time. Yeah, it's definitely binge worthy. It's one of those cool new binge worthy series. 
Amy, are you having anything you want to add to the conversation here? Uh, no, I just wanted to hear the name of this girl because I'm a, I love it. Where I go is there in blue because I didn't say the name of it. I couldn't hear that. Oh, it's the TV show is Paradise City. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that one. I need to watch it. I saw it on my like. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's really good. Watch it. Watch it from my name is <laughs> the end of every episode. Very proud of that. Yes, I will watch it for you. And as far as uh, questions, so I see that you're you know, a casting director. So how did you get into that? Um, you know, I just kind of fell into it. I was doing uh, real estate, and the market kind of fell through. Um, a friend of mine wanted to start a production company and asked me to run it. And I had never even been like on a set. So I was like, sure, of course I can do that. Uh, so I Googled it and learned everything I could. Um, and I worked there for a while. And you know, I just really liked the casting aspect of it. So when I left that company, I actually started out in reality casting for a while. Um, you know, unscripted. I, I did a bunch of reality shows, and then from there, I slowly worked my way into the, the, the scripted, the TV, and the film. Nice. So how long have you been doing that? About ten years. A little over ten years. Wow. Nice. Do that. You do a podcast. Kudos to you. Kudos. Yeah. <laughs> That it was easier to do the podcast during COVID because I wasn't casting, but but yeah, working it all out now. I was gonna say now you gotta juggle a bunch of stuff. So that's, yeah, that's crazy. Kudos to you. No, I mean I support your podcast and everything. More, I really love that you're doing it. Because no one else is doing it, so I really love that. So I just have grateful for you and appreciate it. And I, you know, I've been listening to it. So I told a couple weeks ago that he was gonna have you on, and I was like, oh, this. Well, this is my kind of show. <laughs> this is what I live for. <laughs> but yes, I would definitely like to thank you for coming on our show today. Enjoyed, enjoyed learning all the stuff that you have to say. And hopefully, a lot of other people who are watching there get involved with your show. Maybe they can help you out. You never know. Yeah, thank you so much. That's one thing I would like to say, people, if you haven't already, please subscribe to my YouTube channel. We've been skyrocketing up for the last month, up from 78, basically zero to 78 subscribers. So let's keep it up, guys, one month, and that's a lot. So let's keep it going. And I will be at Copperfield Books on May 29th, and then Comic Palooza and Comic Con are coming up in July. I hope to see y'all there. Adios, everybody. Bye. Bye. <laughs>